This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether the action is at the link or the bank, there's never an off day on Broad Street. It's the biggest news of the day, every day, with takes from someone who's never short on them. It's WIP Daily with Joe Giglio. Welcome on in, WIP Daily for a July 11th. Joe Giglio with you, so I appreciate everyone Subscribes, follows, listens, and of course uh, checks out our video podcasts over the 94WIP YouTube page. Myself and Tucker Bagley on the video. And, and today, day after the MLB Home Run Derby, fun event last night. And I, I still love watching the Home Run Derby and of course the All-Star Game coming up in a few hours. I, I just started thinking ahead here with stars on the mind to the Phillies and the second half and the possibilities at the MLB trade deadline. And you know we've gone over some names here on the podcast, on the Midday Show over the past couple of weeks, you know, between... You know, obviously Paul Goldschmidt would be a wonderful fit if the Phillies did want to keep Kyle Schwarber in left field and wanted to add the most impactful bat likely possible on, on the market. Um, you know, there's some good, solid pitchers out there. Marcus Stroman is a name to watch on the pitching department. Adam Duvall in the outfield. Lane Thomas, Andrew McCutcheon. We've gone over a lot of those kind of names. But I thought it'd be fun today to go over three, you know, just unbelievably talented players Three likely unattainable players, but dream scenarios, I'll call it. Dream scenarios for the MLB trade deadline. Three players that would change the Phillies franchise in a way that could alter the course of their history, short-term, long-term, everything. So let's dive in. I've got three names. Um, I think the odds of any getting traded are probably pretty low. The odds of maybe one getting traded, you could see that happening. The odds of multiple of these guys getting traded, probably not going to happen. The odds of all three of these guys getting traded between now and the trade deadline, slim to none. But is there a chance? Yeah, there's a chance. If their teams continue to slide, fall out of it, Phillies make the right offer, or anyone makes the right offer, these guys could be available. So, so here are my three dream possibilities for the Phillies as we head towards the MLB trade deadline. Number one, and it's without question, and it would be the dream scenario for any baseball fan anywhere is to have this guy on your team, and that is Shohei Otani. I continue to believe the Angels are now starting to grease the skids for his exit. They are falling apart at the seams. A lot of losses before the All-Star break. They lose Mike Trout to injury, lost Rendon to injury. Uh, they are free-falling in a playoff race that is really tough to to make in the American League. You have five AL East teams that are above 500. You have the Mariners surging. 
obviously Houston, obviously Texas, and you know one team has to make it from the Central. I don't think the Angels are a playoff team, even with Shohei Otani. And Mike Trout's going to be out a while. So I do think there is a real possibility the Angels are faced with reality and realize, hey, we're going to lose the greatest player of a generation for nothing in two months. We could get something significant back for him right now. Let's do it. Now, I have been, I have been reluctant to say it on Otani because I, I like to see a body of work for years and years and years before I, I go to the point where I say this is the best. This is the best ever. And the best player I've ever watched play baseball, obviously, I don't think anyone listening to this saw Babe Ruth. The best player I ever watched play baseball was Barry Bonds. You know what? You can you can have your opinions on how he got to the level he got to, and quite frankly, I don't care. Just based on the level of play I saw on the field against his peers who were also cheating, Barry Bonds is the greatest baseball player I've ever watched. Sheho, Shohei Otani is on the verge of passing Barry Bonds. Now you might you, you might be there now because he could do both. I I don't quite think he's done either at the level Bonds did. In fact, I know he hasn't. I mean, he's just he's never yet hit like Barry Bonds hit, but. He hits at an awfully special level. I mean, the last three years, I'm looking at it right now, he has a 158 OPS plus. I mean, that is that is Hall of Fame kind of talent from from the from just the bat. Just the bat is Hall of Fame level the last three years. And then you throw in the fact that he is a good major league pitcher. I mean, like you throw that in. The last three years, we're talking about a guy that has thrown to a 149 ERA plus, a very good uh, pitcher. We're talking about a guy that's pitched, you know, at a Hall of Fame kind of level and hit at a Hall of Fame kind of level, he is trending towards being the greatest baseball player ever. I don't know how many years he'll do this, how we'll look at his career when it's over, but the most unique and best baseball player we've ever watched. Do the Phillies have a real chance to to sign Shohei Otani in the offseason? I don't know. I mean, I really don't. All reports are he wants to be on the West Coast, maybe Dodgers, Giants, Mariners, maybe stays with the Angels. I, I don't know what he wants. You know, last time the Cubs were interested, the Yankees got a meeting at the table, but they didn't get him. The Mets obviously have a ton of money. I would put it at a very, a very low likelihood. He actually signs with the Philadelphia Phillies this coming off season, but he certainly could be traded here. And a Phillies team that is on the precipice of trying to make the playoffs of trying to go back, replicate what they had last year. Could you imagine infusing this city with Shohei Otani for three months? He would, you know, I, I think about the rock star that Roy Halladay became, the rock star that Cliff Lee became when they arrived here in Philadelphia. Well, now you add in a 40 home run power bat. I, I just, the excitement for baseball in this city on days he played, on days he pitched in the postseason would rival Eagles level of excitement. It would, ju- it would be an incredible atmosphere for any of us to be around. I, I would be locked into every Shohei Otani at bat, every pitch he threw, it would be one of the coolest things the Phillies ever did if they jumped the market and traded for Shohei Otani. He's number one. I mean, we'll, we'll likely never see a player like him again. I know teams are trying this now more. The, the, the A couple years ago, the Rays drafted a two-way player. Um, the Giants in the last two first rounds have drafted two-way players, pitchers and hitters. You know, Everyone's trying to do this now because the value is, is unbelievable. If you even get the guy now, obviously Otani is, is, is an all-star caliber of both. And, and really having Hall of Fame numbers at both right now. But if you could just get a player to be average at both pitching and hitting, you, you are just so far ahead of everybody else in terms of, of roster-building perspective. 
Shohei Otani is the number one dream scenario, and it, it's it's not even close. If the Phillies could get him, and I know the cost for for just a guaranteed two months would probably be as big of a rental cost ever. How do you say no? How, how, how do you not add the greatest talent you know talent we've ever seen in a baseball field? Ever. I mean, ever. There's no one that's ever been able to do this at this level. He's even surpassed Ruth because Ruth didn't pitch that much. He really didn't. He did a bit early in his career, but when he became the power hit he became, he wasn't pitching anymore. Otani's doing both. I mean, the guy right now has a 3.32 ERA. He's struck at 132 batters. Okay, He's allowing only six hits per nine innings. That is as a pitcher. As a hitter, I mean, goodness gracious, he has 32 home runs. He's already been worth 6.5 wins above replacement. It's July. It is July. He's number one on the list. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Number two, and you guys knew this was going to come up because he's my guy, and I will probably try to find a way to, to work him in affiliate trade conversations uh, every year of his career until it's over, is Juan Soto. Um, if you were anti go for gold, and you'd think the Phillies have to get a left fielder, put Bryce Harper first base, get Schwarber out of the outfield. Well, Juan Soto is by far the best left fielder that could, could be available. Now, there aren't really as many rumors, or almost any, like there are, I mean, there are Otani rumors right now. Soto, at this point last year, the rumors had begun, because the Nationals were going to trade him. It doesn't feel like, doesn't feel like the Padres are about to throw the towel in, but I will say, the Padres' next two weeks could go a long way to decide if they do this or not. And ironically, they come here to Philadelphia for four games starting this weekend. Let's just say the Phillies sweep them. I'm looking at the standings right now. The Padres are, in, in the current moment, six games out of a wild card spot, four games under 500. let Let's say the Phillies sweep them this weekend. And the Phillies will open up on them a 10-game lead. The Padres will be six games, excuse me, um, Eight games under 500. Don't they have to think about this? You know, they've re-signed everyone. They've signed Bogarts. They re-signed Machado. They have Tatis. You know, they've thought that they've tried to resign everybody at uh, Cronenworth, and they can't get Soto to sign, which tells me Soto wants to go to free agency, which means if they're not going to win with him in the next year and a half, this year and next year has left on his contract, they're going to have to trade him. And that whether that be this coming off season, whether it be next year at the deadline when he's a rental or now flip him back, you know, one year after trading for him, they're going to have to do it if they can't sign him because, you know, whatever Otani gets, just take a little bit less than that. And that's what Soto is going to get because of his age. He's going to be the Machado Harper in terms of the pursuit and the contract and the length of back 2018, 2019 offseason. That's going to be Soto a year from now when teams are just throwing themselves at, you know, 10 years, 500 million for this guy or whatever it's going to end up being. So I don't think it's crazy the Padres sell if they have a bad two weeks after the the All-Star break here, including games against the Phillies. And and Soto is, and it's why I wanted him last year, is an incredible baseball player. As good of an offensive player as I think will go down in history. I mean, that, that's how good he is. He, he, this year, and I don't even think he's having his vintage season, he's got 15 homers, he's walked 83 times, he has an 898 on base, uh, uh, OPS, excuse me, um, he has a 419 on base percentage. His adjusted OPS is 153. 
He is a monster of an offensive player. He's already had two top five MVPs in the major leagues. He's 24 years old. This is age 24 season. He's won a World Series, had to cover off the ball um, to help the Nationals win a World Series 2019. He's a great baseball player. He is a great offensive player, and he could be the Philly solution in left field for the next year plus. Uh, you know, we'll see if the Phillies have enough money and they want to resign him or whatever after a year and a half or whatever. I mean, you get. You put Bryce at first, and he becomes your long-term first baseman. Cassiano's in right, Soto in left, Schwarber's your full-time DH. It's the best offense in in the major leagues. You know, at least on paper, it's the best offense in the major leagues. And you could create, you know, you could hit him anywhere. I mean, you could hit him lead off, you could hit him two. You can move Schwarber out of leadoff, put him. I mean, he leads baseball in walks. He leads, as much as the Phillies put Schwarber at leadoff because of his on-base percentage, I think that Soto's on base right now, and I'll look it up, probably clears... Uh, Schwarber by 100 points right now. Um, more than that, his his OP his OBP is on base is 106 points higher than Kyle Schwarber. So you want a guy that actually gets on base? I mean, a lot at the leadoff spot. It's uh, it's my guy Juan Soto. So he would be he'd be number two on my list. Shohei's number one for obvious reasons. Number two is to do uh, the deal for Juan Soto. And it would cost less than it did last year because last year was two and a half years of control. This year's one and a half. If the Padres do sell, there will be no left fielder. No no question. There'll be no left fielder. Uh, this cl- kind of caliber and impact of a Juan Soto. And number three, uh, in terms of just dream trade chips or dream trade options for the Phillies at the deadline, I'm going to go to the pitching department. It's Dylan Cease. And I think it, this is an interesting one because you're getting him off a little bit of a down year, but still... Still quite good. So Dylan Cease last year finished second in the um, American League Cy Young. He got MVP votes last year for the White Sox. He was 14-8, and 2.20 ERA. He threw 184 innings. He struck out, you know, he had, what, 227 strikeouts. And look at him this year, and the numbers are down. His ERA is up two runs from 2.2 to 4.3, but a lot of the numbers are pretty darn similar. His hits per nine are up, uh, about two per nine. His home runs are up slightly. His walks are actually a little less. Strikeouts are close to the same. 11-1 last year, 10-8 this year. Not that much of a difference. Uh, he just is, I, I think, pitching a little bit worse luck this year than last year. Last year was probably a little bit lucky to be a 2-2 two, two ERA guy. This year, probably a little unlucky to be a 4-3 ERA guy. But I look at Dylan Cease as a power arm. Gets a ton of strikeouts. I think he could actually improve coming here with um, this pitching coach and what the Phillies do. Uh, with their pitching, you know, mechanics and how they shape pitches, I think I think he could be a better pitcher here. My favorite part about Dylan Cease, though, is he is not free agent eligible to after the 2025 season. So it's two and a half years you get of Dylan Cease with the uncertainty around Aaron Nola's future, the uncertainty around Andrew Painter's health, the uncertainty around Zach Wheeler's future. Again, he's a free agent after next season, so he'll be here this year, and then of course next year, then he's a free agent. Dylan Cease is your bridge, along with Ranger Suarez and Taiwan Walker, to the next era of Phillies baseball, along with if Painter works out and he's healthy and Mick Abel and Griff McGarry. But you have a guy at the top who you know could compete for Cy Youngs, who's competed for a Cy Young before. That is appealing to me. And perhaps, I'm not, I'm not positive about this, but perhaps because of his down year so far, relatively, um, you could get him at a discount, you know, considering if you made the trade in the offseason for Dylan Seats, you're giving up everything. They'd ask for Andrew Painter. They'd ask for Justin Crawford. Like, you have to give up everything to get him off of finishing second in the Cy Young. A few months later, White Sox are having a terrible year. They're looking to sell, wave the white flag. You know, perhaps you could get a Dylan Seats for a more reasonable package than you would 
three or four or five or six months ago. So you put them at the top of the rotation with Wheeler and Nola, and you've got a lot heading into October, and you also have some security into the future with whatever's going to happen with this rotation. Obviously, Otani provides you know, the pitching department too, but if we're looking for just solely a pitcher, Dylan Cease is a dream idea. So the three dream ideas for the Phillies, if Dave Dabrowski really wants to go nuts, and I mean crazy, before the MLB trade deadline to add to a team that is pushing to make the playoffs again and trying to make a deep run in October, number one, and it's by a lot, is Shohei Otani. He is moving into that category. I'm finally willing to say greatest baseball player that's ever lived. That's how good Shohei Otani is. Number two, my favorite one of my favorite offensive players in baseball, Juan Soto. I wanted to get him here last year. I want to get him here again. I'll try to get him here next year and the year after that when he's a free agent. He's an incredible offensive force who gets on base among the best uh, ever. I mean, he's among the best ever in terms of just getting on base. I'm going to quickly look up his career OBP and where it ranks because I, I would I would think off the top of my head, he's top 10 all time are, are writing in on-base percentage. So here it is. On-base percentage career leaders. He is 16th uh, all-time in on-base percentage. And some of these guys, you got to go back to the, the the old days. I mean, if we do the modern times, he's like F- Ferris Fane. I mean, he, he played a long time ago. Um, let's go to, you got Bill Joyce. I mean, he looks like he's, he's from the 1800s. So among, you know, Billy Hamilton, sliding Billy in the 19th century. If you go to the modern day baseball, I would say it's Ted Williams, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Barry Bonds, Hornsby Cobb, I'll include, right? So that's five. Fox, Speaker, Collins, that's eight. Soto, I mean, he, he's nine. He, Mantle's 10. Shoeless Joe. I mean, like, we're talking about like a top 10 guy ever in getting on base. He, he's number two for me. Number three is Dylan Cease. Uh, last year, ace for the White Sox. A little bit of down year. Amazing stuff. Still young and still under team control. Otani, Soto, Cease. My dream scenarios. And my dream targets to the Phillies as we head to the MLB trade deadline. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, following the podcast. Video feed, of course, 94WIP, the YouTube page. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon right here on WIP Daily.